Hello, everybody. I'm Olivia Panay, and welcome to On the Line, presented by Tracksmith. Today is Tuesday, May 23rd. I know it's just me at the desk, but Corey and Ashley are going to be joining me in just a moment. Tracksmith is an independent running brand inspired by a deep love of the sport after years of crafting running apparel from best-in-class materials and timeless silhouettes. They have made their first foray into footwear, which we will be talking about in a little moment, inspired by running on soft and springy and responsive natural surfaces. You can check out the new Elliott Runner today at tracksmith.com. And as you can see, my background, live and learn. I'm super excited to kick off this show with a special segment. We have someone calling in from Austria. So help me to welcome Anna Hall to our show. Anna is the 2022 bronze medalist in the heptathlon. And you guys, during the indoor season, she broke the American record and finished with the second best score in history with 5,004 points in the pentathlon. The queen is here is what I've written down. So Anna, thank you so much for joining me today. Aw, thank you so much for having me. So, Anna, I know you're in Austria right now, and we talked a little bit before the show. Talk to me about the jet lag. How are you feeling, and have you had a chance to just kind of explore the area that you're in right now? Yeah, um, I got in yesterday, and I landed at, like, 9.30 a.m., and so they were like, stay up. Like, do not go to bed before 8 p.m. So it was a long day of lots of caffeine and trying to stay awake, but we made it. So I'm feeling a little bit better each day and I uh, have had a chance to explore. I'm in Gotsis, um for a heptathlon I'm doing this weekend and so I've been walking around and trying out their little bakeries and stuff so yeah it's been really fun to explore. Ooh, that's awesome good for you and I feel like I have you down as like the absolute superhero. And I feel like so many high school athletes feel the same way that I do. So pretty much, how, how did you get started in track and field? Just kind of walk us through the beginning of your journey. Yeah, I started track when I was like seven. So I'm an age grouper. Um, <laughs> I, did, I did play like a lot of sports growing up, like track, basketball, volleyball, soccer, field hockey, lacrosse, swimming, like everything. And, um, yeah, so I just started doing track in the summers with like a USATF club and, um, kept doing it. And it wasn't until high school that I decided I, right about when I decided I wanted to do the multi, I was like, okay, maybe I should just focus on track because I'm going to be training for seven events. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the journey, but it was just something I fell in love with young because I was around it. My older sisters were participating too. So yeah. Goodness. You've done it all since the beginning. You've done everything in track and everything, any sport you can name, pretty much Anna Hall has done it. So do you have a specific memory that you can reflect back on when you first began competing in track and field? Um, I do have a few. I remember when I was like seven, I used to like win everything because nobody does track when they're seven. And so like, there'd be like two people in the 1500. And I remember I was so fun. Cause I was just like, Oh, I just like really like winning. And then I started to get a little bit older and more people started running track and I started to lose. So I think that's kind of like, I don't know, that's like my first memory of when I was like, oh, okay, like this is like a serious sport kind of like you have to practice to do well and so on. Because until then it had just been, there was never anyone in the meet. So I was always just like, oh, whatever. Um, so yeah, that's probably my first memory, I guess. <laughs> That is so awesome. So we, like I mentioned before, we have people that submit questions. And the very first question, I feel like kind of ties everything together, what you're talking about. And this is from Area Yellow. And they ask, how does one balance life work, 
specifically in sports in a healthy way? Because I feel like you do it also. How do you find the balance between training, you know, doing all the things that you love, even outside of track? How do you just manage it all? Yeah, um, it's kind of a lot of going with the flow. I mean, I don't have one perfect formula, but um, for me, the biggest thing has always been just to keep sports fun because um, when track is fun, then I feel like I have my like social hour at the track. It's not a have to, it's a get to. And um, I'm enjoying practice and hanging out with my teammates and making funny jokes with my coaches. And I feel like that makes it feel less like work and more like play. And then um, just really being on top of things outside of practice and getting ahead of time management. That was like a huge thing that college teaches. I think almost every student athlete, like you have to learn it to get through. And so um, just being productive with my time so that I can still have time maybe after practice to set aside just to, you know, watch Netflix and lie down and um, just be a lazy college kids. So (laughs) now speaking of practice, I feel like if coach Holloway was here, he would describe you as a hard worker, focused, determined, someone that loves to have fun. I remember hearing, I believe it was after the NCAA championships last year, you had a post-race interview and you just talked about how you had to sit down with your coaches to talk about adjustments that you had to make because you were doing the double, you were doing the multis. On top of that, you finished second, the 400 meter hurdles. So what were practices like for you? I have to know. (laughs) (laughs) um practice is really hard it's very intense but like I said it's fun um so like the conversation and things are lighthearted, but the workouts are brutal um and yeah I mean going into NCAAs last year he told me he was like if you want to try this double like we need to practice this rest and so I forget what the time between the 400 hurdles and the 800 was but I would do a like 400 hurdle workout or like a broken quarter or something really hard and then take that exact amount of rest and then run a broken 800. And he wanted to see that I could handle it. And obviously it felt a lot worse in the meet down the road, but <laughs> um, we're just really intentional about the way that we set up workouts. And so if there's something I want to accomplish, whether it's a record or a time in a certain event, I'm open about that with my coaches. And I say, this is what I want to do. And then they kind of write the workouts to set us up for that. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how we go about it. That's amazing. I love how you have that open relationship with your coaches and just the ability to do that because I feel like it what you have accomplished is just absolutely out of this world. I want to kind of shift now into the indoor season. We had another individual send in a question. I kind of want to know the answer to this. This is from Martin to uh, underscore two OP. How does it feel to be a world champion? How does that make you feel? Just kind of now that it's kind of simmered in a little bit too. Well, I I was bronze, so not yeah, quite yeah. a world yet but um honestly going into that meet I had no idea if I could medal or finish that high and um I honestly surprised myself I think it surprised some other people too and so it did take a while for that to set in and then in the fall I was like oh okay like people are going to expect like good things from me now and so I kind of had to deal with that of where I was like, there's this new level of expectation of like, okay, you've been there before, you've gotten a medal before, like now the bar's being raised again. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was honestly like the best moment in the world to like win that medal and then beyond there, it's kind of just set the tone of like, okay, we're just getting started and um, how can we improve and move forward from here? Yeah. Now there's one athlete I want to mention really quickly. Her name is Jaciana Gerald Holt. And right now she's a currently a sophomore in high school in the state of Washington. She was actually at 
the indoor championships and she's actually was a world U 20. She competed in the world U 20 championships in the heptathlon and represented team USA last summer in Columbia. And I had a moment to talk to with her earlier this year and she just would rave about you. And she talked about how she was actually at the USA track and field indoor championship. She was competing in the high jump and she just remembers like you doubling in the pent and then your performance in the 400 meters in the 400 meters. And she remembers taking notes and just like observing you and watching you. Just, and she's like, I want to learn from the best. So I'm just going to follow in Anna Hall's footsteps, essentially. So how does that make you feel just knowing like you're inspiring the future of track and field, especially at that high school level as well? Um. Wow. <laughs> that means a lot to me. And um, it's kind of weird hearing that honestly because that used to be me like I remember going to USA champs in high school and I was watching the multi and taking notes with my coach and like how can I copy these girls so I can accomplish what they're doing so um yeah it's kind of weird that I guess it's coming full circle now but uh yeah I mean it makes me feel really good and I've really enjoyed how I feel like everybody has kind of embraced the like fun doubles and different things that I like to try and I think it's kind of inspired some people to maybe try different things themselves or really test um, what they can do instead of just kind of following the normal straight um, line path, which is awesome too, but it's fun to um, try some different things. So it's been really, it feels really good. Yeah. All right. That kind of segues me into the next question that we also had someone submit in. This is from 7Egypt29. What's your favorite event outside the multi-events? And I feel like you do it all. So I feel like this is a really tough question for me to even ask you to. Um, and actually, I think it's an easy answer. For me, it's the 400 hurdles. Mm. Um, I always kind of joke with my coaches that that's my favorite event in track. And mm. they're like, kind of like, shut up. <laughs> and I'm like, no, that really is my favorite individual event. Like, I like the heptathlon more. But if you ask me what my favorite individual event is, I would pick the 400 hurdles. Um, so, yeah, that's my answer. I love that. Next question. This is from Gracie Jack 10. Would you ever run a 1500, like, competitively? Uh, I want to <laughs> say no. <laughs> because, well, my, first, my coaches would never let me, so no. But if it was up to me, I definitely could be talked into it. I honestly think it would go worse than people think like people are like oh I bet you could run this and I, I don't agree mm -hmm. but um yeah if my coaches weren't looking I probably would do it <laughs> oh snap okay all right another question before I let you go this is from Madeline dot underscore Taylor and I feel like this person watches our podcast on the line quite often because Ashley and I ask this all the time what is your favorite pre-race song I have to know what's on the playlist for Anna Hall um I would say what's always there. There's always Justin Bieber and Taylor Swift are always sprinkled okay. in there. Okay. Like it's like a classic. Like that's how I get loose. But recently I've been on the ice spice wave. So interesting. Very different energies. But interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And one more question before I let you go, Anna. You know, a lot of our high school athletes, as, as I said, just admire you. What kind of words of encouragement or tips would you give to those athletes that really look up to you and they're like, hey, I want to be a multi-athlete, but also maybe run the 400-meter hurdles outside of what I do? What tips would you give them? Um, I think my biggest tip would be, like, don't let anybody tell you, like, what you have to do or put you into a box of one thing. And um, if you think you can run and jump or do this and that, then you can do it. 
Um, so yeah, that would be my biggest tip and just be like a sponge to the sport. Like I remember, and still now I am like, I, there's a lot of people in track that I look up to and, you know, I study what they do and it's not always about like, Oh, I need to be different. I'm like, okay, what did like Jackie Joyner Kersey do in her, this jump? Like, and I just try to emulate that. And I think being a student of the sport, um, can take people a far away. So. I love that. Anna, thank you so much for your time today and best wishes to you as you compete in Austria as well. And we're just wishing you all the best as you continue this season and we're going to be keeping our eyes out for you. So thank you. Uh, Thank you guys so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you, Olivia. Let's get to today's show on today's show. We'll review this week's state championships. We'll talk unbreakable national records and the California State Outdoor Championships, and then we'll end with a discussion on the running lane at track championships in Huntsville, Alabama. But first, let's go to our state championship review from the weekend. No doubt the most jam-packed weekend to date, and arguably maybe for 2023. Uh, Top action, top moments. Let's get to it from around the U.S. Ashley, we'll throw it to you first. Well, you guys know where I'm going to start my conversation. (laughs) I'm going to take it to North Carolina, where we had state championships from 1A to 4A this past weekend. And I have to begin with what I think was maybe one of the big moments of the weekend, and that was Kayla Garrett in the 300-meter hurdles. We have a cool video, cool reaction that we put on our socials. She was just in awe here. She... At the 1A state championship, she she runs 40.26, which is a North Carolina state record. U.S. number seven all time in this event. She surpassed the previous state best that was set by Olympian Anna Cockrell back in the day, which was 40.42. And as you can see, she's just overcome with emotions. And, you know, the crowd was cheering her on. This was her last state meet. She's going to be a freshman next year at the University of Texas. So it's such an incredible moment for her. She also won the 100-meter hurdles the 400 meters and contributed to a four by four winning relay team. So all around great performance there at the one I level. Now I have to shift to another big name too out of North Carolina, and that's going to be Shanti Jackson. And in the two A state championship, she also got it done on the track, similar to Garrett pulling off an incredible, you know, triple here. She goes 22.7 wind legal to win the 200 meters at the two A championships. And that's going to put her at us number two this season. And it also broke the state record of 2288. And then she also won the 111.33 and the 453.02. She won all these same events last year at the 4A level. So, you know, she basically, you know, she completes that sprint trifecta yet again in 2023. And then finally, I have to close it to, you know, at the 4A level, the Cuthbertson girls, they continue to dominate day in and day out. 40 of the team's 75 total team points came in the distance events alone, which is, you know, an incredible mark there. And they'd go on to win the the team girls title in a big way there at 4A. Um, You know, looking at some of the top performers from that team, Charlotte Bell, she goes 208 to win the 800, 443 for a new state meet record in the 1600. And then Stella Kerms was second in the 16 and the eight. And, you know, looking at that program as a whole, they won cross country, they won indoor and outdoor. So they were able to complete that three-peat there. So all around North Carolina, some pretty impressive stuff. We'll see some of those distance runners uh, in Alabama this week. We'll get to that later. But Olivia, we'll push it to you. Yeah, let's talk about Florida. I We talked about it last week on the show, and I feel like we finally had the matchup that we've all been waiting for, the boys 2A, 400 meters. Three boys were under 47 seconds. Makai Danzi, 
is the one that came up on top. Last year, he was the runner-up. This year, he's the champion. Here is the finish of that race. The top four boys in the state of Florida, all on this screen right now. Makai Danzi in the front with a 46-11 personal best. He also won the 200-meter title earlier and ran a 21-16. And on top of that, he also long jumped, so he was third in the pit as well. Aiden Dixon, as you can see, with the all-white, he finished second with a very strong finish with the 46-7-1. Makai Gammons was third with 46-85. And then Javion Green from Mount Verde Academy was fourth with a 47-92. Next, we have to talk about Chris Johnson, who's also the Miami football commit. He competed and earned the 100-meter, 200-meter double. Here's that 200 meters as he came off that turn, looked so strong. He set a new 3A state meet record of 20.40 with a 1.7 win in the 200. His performance surpasses the previous record set by the Cleveland Browns receiver, Anthony Schwartz, who is an athlete for American Heritage. And then Chris Johnson also won the 100 meters as well with an all with a new all conditions best of 1025, and that had a 2.5 win. So just over the liable limit. And another athlete I would like to talk about too, someone we haven't really talked about on the show yet, but her name is Rachel Uvagara, and she is a sprinter from Palm Harbor University. She earned the double in the sprints as well, won the 100 and the 200 with an 11.38 win legal performance and also a 23.22 uh, just into a negative win. So I think she's going to be on our radar moving forward because she had great performances from this weekend. I don't know if you remember this, but I uh, I said Chris Johnson would be the next Florida Sprint star. You a did? While back. Oh my goodness. Here we go. <laughs> I guess yeah. you were right. You are right, because he just had a super fantastic performance this weekend. It was very good. Yes. Let's move to Colorado. The Outdoor State Championships took place this weekend. We had a, a load of, of great performances. All you can find that on Colorado Miles, but, but the overall MVP, I think we can all agree on. Tavon Underwood of mm -hmm. Mead High School, uh, Kansas State recruit, won the 200, 400, and the 800. <laughs> uh, also finished second in the 100. I mean, his biggest performance, as we saw, was the, the 400, where he went 45.36 among very few boys in, in the U.S. that have gone under 46. And at Colorado, that means something because largely running at altitude there. 800, he ran 151. 200, he ran 20.93, and the 100, he ran 10.67. And to be honest, I'm kind of amazed at the range of depth here. Uh, you don't typically see the one and the two guys running up to the 800. Sometimes yep. the four, but even that's a little bit of a reach. The so, 800 is a reach. Yeah. The fact that he did that is and it, incredible. And it isn't like he just was jogging the 800 either. He ran like 151, yes. you know? <laughs> yes. So it's like that's yes. an elite level time yeah. there. Yeah. I, you know, Kansas State's getting somebody that's very interesting, I will say the least, to see what he does at the the next level um the next storyline i think uh, from a team standpoint is obviously niwat out of boulder uh state's most prodigious team uh continues to dominate in the state and 4a and they they definitely had a good performance there and then on the distance side emma stutzman of pomona you can read a long form feature by bobby reyes on uh, stutzman going into the state championships but she won the 1600 meters in 439.94 and the 3200 meters in 10.12.68 and you know, that is much to be expected from her. We all kind of saw her as a favorite, and she went out and she executed. Uh, the only other addition here is Madison Schultz uh, out of Niwot, won the 455.7 and the 800.208.90. The 400 for me, a little surprising uh, from her because I didn't think she had that leg speed, but, you know, props to you really tearing it up uh, at the state championships, and you won two state titles, so congrats to you. 
We got two more states. Olivia, I'm going to toss it to you. Yes, so Tatum David of only Richland County, she just put on a huge show at the Illinois State Championships, and you can read more about it. Ashley did a fantastic job of writing the scoop this weekend, so you can read more about it. She is the University of Virginia commit, doubled in the 1600 meters and the 32. In the 3200 meters, she clocked a 953.96 for a new state meet record and solidified the victory with a 20-second win over the rest of the field. And in the 1600 meters, she cruised to a 449.37 to win that title by 11-second margin. So Tatum David just like putting the hammer down in the distance events in in Illinois, just doing a spectacular job this weekend as well and then ashley continuing the carolinas of course That's right. what do you got, got there gotta round that out there so let's talk about south carolina real quickly bryson miller out of dorman he's been the guy kind of the breakout guy in that state this year he clocks a new state record of 4605 to win the 400 meters it was also third in the 100 and second in the 200 and that came at the 5a classification last weekend and then nigel ankram of spring valley he won the 100 in the 200 at the 5a championships clocked 1033 and then a PR of 2069 the 200 did not compete at these championships last year but he bounces back this year and comes away with two wins I'm sure we'll see Nigel and Bryson later on in the national season if you want to see any of those live replays of the state championships just go to our state sites they should have those on that statement pages and you can give those a look our next topic is going to be a fun one uh, it's very evergreen <laughs> every year the unbreakable national records that still exist to us uh what are some of are records that we feel like will never be broken and maybe a little bit controversial in some ways <laughs> but we got it we got to talk about it Olivia let's start with you y'all without a doubt Allison Felix's 22 11 in the 200s not going down I'm sorry that was into a negative 0.5 win and I'm just like looking at the record book and that was the immediately the first one that came into mind and I just feel like for argument's sake, I'm about to break some stats down. I'm going to be using Win Legal Marts just to show you how difficult it is to even get remotely close to this time. So in high school history, all time, 25 girls have broken 23 seconds. Five of those girls ran faster than 2250 or faster. The next fastest girl to Allison Felix was Candace Hill, who went 22-43 into a slight negative win back in 2015 at the World Youth Championships. Now, I feel like there are potential girls who can get close, and some of them are still competing here today. There are four girls that come into mind. You have Mia Brahe Pedersen, Shanti Jackson, Madison White, and I'm going to throw Elise Cooper into this conversation. So Mia Brahe Pedersen, just a junior has clocked the number six all-time performance of 2261. Shanti, who was a senior going to Arkansas in the fall, ran 2270 the weekend, literally this past weekend, as Ashley talked about at her state championships. That's number seven all-time. Madison White went 2281 earlier in May. And Elise Cooper, who's again just a sophomore, went 2293. And so just by looking at the history and just knowing that five girls have went 22-5 or faster like i just don't see 22-11 being broken so they will they will improve on those marks though this year we think what's the fastest we think some of these girls can get to this year the way if mia, not break it the way mia brahe pedersen is looking right now overall with her season i can see maybe 22-4 like i and the, the crazy thing is me as a junior so just crossing our fingers that she remains healthy right. and strong, you know, she could, like I said, could get close. But and, I don't see 22 And the 200 seems more of her 
her strength. Her primary yes. event because she has basically the attributes to right. in, in in that longer distance to 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 pull away. Yeah. Okay. Uh okay. Uh they, there is the Pan American, I believe, U20 championships this year. You think any of these girls make a run? No, hearing you say you can't break this record, do you think they'll make a run? No. Okay. No. Wow, Olivia. Wow. <laughs> no, I, Without a doubt, no hesitation. I hope you I, prove me wrong, but like I'm like 100% confident. That I do think they'll make a run at it. They'll make a run at it. Okay. But 20 to 11? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. That's crazy. That is very, very good. You, you're going to be insane. among the best in the world. Uh, yes. In the, to, to in the world. Mm-hmm. Like not just even high school. Yeah. Yeah. World. But some of the women in the world are running sub 22, though. Correct? That's true. So. You just have to get to that point. You have to get to the yeah. point. All right, Ashley, let's push it to you. What do you got? All right. I don't know if mine's a hot take or not, but I feel pretty <laughs> confident about this one here. But the boys' mile record, Alan Webb, 353.43. I do not think that is a mark that is going to get touched anytime soon, and I will explain why. <laughs> I know that distance running has gone a lot faster. We're seeing more sub-fours more frequently within the past two-ish years ago. But Webb has held this record for over 20 years. He set it at the Prefontaine Classic back in 2001, racing against the pros. And no one has even really come close to that mark in the years since. You know, the closest was Colin Salmon back in 2022, which also came at the Prefontaine Classic. He ran 356.24 for number three all time. Jim Ryan back in the day went 355. But looking more, only four guys alone in outdoor history have ever even broken 359. I mean, we've had a lot of guys in that 359 range, but below that, not too many. And that's six seconds back from that national record. So that to me just shows like just how insane that 353 mark was. You know, I think about a year ago, I actually had a chance to talk to Alan Webb about like, okay, why is everyone running, you know, sub four now all of a sudden at the high school level? And he talked a little bit more about his, you know, national record performance. And he himself was like shocked that he did that. So I think that would be a very hard record to get personally, even with like all the shoes and whatnot. I think that's one that could yeah. stay for a while. The, the term that often stands out with these moments, Felix's moment, Webb's moment, a lot of others is, is Beeman-esque. When, mm-hmm. Uh, Beeman long jumped that incredible mark mm-hmm. uh, like 50 years ago, whatever. Uh, people largely kind of classified it in, in, its, in its own order because it was just so outside the norm. Yeah. Uh, I tend to agree here with Webb. No one kind of coming close to 353 and touching that. Do you agree? I don't think it's getting touched. Okay. Maybe in like, like 20 years. 20 years? <laughs> I, 20 years. The, the issue I kind of see with this is that the closer you get to something like this, the more pressure and ex- yes. and, yeah. and media you will encounter, which makes it harder. The, yeah, defers sort of the potential, right? Mm-hmm. It, it does not help you when you get so much pressure put on you to go for this mark. And back in 01, we didn't have social media. No. We didn't have sort of this mass media that's kind of, you know... Uh, uh, profiling someone like Webb in that, that that respect, you would get that if it were to happen again. Do you, do you agree, Ashley? Oh, it would be a huge firestorm. I mean, it would make it so much. Again, that's a, for a high school kid too. You got to think about that. All the the pressure and the the noise. It's kind of hard to shut that out in a world where you're just surrounded by it all the time. Yeah. So, yeah. but who knows? Again, maybe twenty years from now. That's fair. All 20 right. Years. 20 years 20 years maybe (laughs) all right i'm gonna say the boys shot put uh the mark of 81 3.5 12 pound weight owned by michael carter back in 1979 at the golden west invitational in california uh is the 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 oldest record on file for national records and 
you know, right now, it, no one's really even close. Uh, top indoor Mark Ryan Krauser, 2011, 77 feet. He's about four feet away from it. Top outdoor Mark is five feet away from it. No one's ever touched 80 feet. Michael Carter did something on that day that will, I think, never be replicated again. And the crazy part about this is as 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 the philosophy of the shot put now in high schools is that they're teaching the rotational technique. Michael Carter was a glider. Most, most coaches move off the glide really, really early for athletes, right? Because the technique is largely taught at the collegiate level rotational. So he did something that just changed dramatically. But some of the reasons why he got to 81 is, you know, he told me in an interview recently at the Texas State Championships, a couple factors. One, super driven, super, super motivated just to do it. And his senior year alone, he broke the national record uh, close to 10 times. Uh, wow. It was it stood at 72 before the season. He broke that. He got it up to 77 by states. Um, he w- he won the state championships, but from what he said, there was a partition at the end of the sector that <laughs> that basically stopped his shot put from traveling any farther. So um, some 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 of the sectors weren't even built to to, to accommodate his ability. Um, you know, when he went to Golden West, he talked to his girlfriend Sandra, who is now his wife, and Sandra said. Throw 80 feet for me. <laughs> and Mission accomplished. Ma- Michael went out on his very last throw, and he threw 80 feet. Uh, so if anything is learned from this process, maybe you need somebody that motivates you to get to that level, that, that partner that's going to will you there. Michael went on to win an Olympic silver medal in the shot put. He won three Super Bowl rings for the San Francisco 49ers as a nose tackle, and he's largely considered one of the best track athletes of all time. So all good stuff there. Any thoughts? You think shot put's going to be broken? No, never, 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 never. never. Ashley said never. never. She said for the mile, uh, twenty years down the road. <laughs> never. I mean, Throws. eighty-one feet. That's insane. And he did it with the with the glide. Like I still can't get over that. I, I. Yeah, that's what that's what I think is mind blowing to me. Like the glide. You need an athlete to to one be able to kind of pursue that. You need a Zion Williamson, really. <laughs> Zion to Williamson. Pick shot put and then go out, train methodically over hours and hours and hours and hours. And it's just, it's, it, it, I don't know if it's possible because you have those athletes largely are playing football, they're playing basketball, they're not picking shot put. Um, so it that's is true. That is a bubble yeah. in itself. Yeah, I guess that's true. You need to have an athlete that's like solely driven focus on that which is awesome all right you guys before we move on into our show as we mentioned this podcast is presented by tracksmith tracksmith is an independent running brand inspired by the deep love of the sport after years of crafting running apparel from best in class materials which we are all representing today in the timeless silhouettes they have made their first foray into footwear and Corey, ashley and myself have tested out the new elliott runner and we are completely obsessed inspired by running on soft springy and responsive and natural surfaces you can check out the new elliott runner today at tracksmith.com here we have Corey's amazing shoes on the desk. Corey, what are your thoughts on the new Elliott Runners? Well, I think they look fantastic. Yeah. You know, I think when you look at presentation aesthetic of a shoe, what you want to wear on your feet, on a given day, at work even, I mean, this shoe, like, amazing. It's amazing work wear. Um, I think it looks great. I've worn it almost 
religiously over the last <laughs> so like we week at work. Yeah. So I, you know, I have no complaints from it. You know, I love how they're like a gender style. Like it's not specifically for male or female. Like Corey has the shoes. Ashley and I are wearing ours. Like we love them. Ashley, you've also have some background in shoe stores. So just talk to us about what it means for you with this shoe as well. Yes, many years ago, I worked at a shoe store in college over the summer. And so I've tried on my fair share of running shoes. But to me, like, comfort is key. And I, I immediately when I put on the Elliott runners, I was like, wow, these feel really good on my foot. You know, they're a good neutral shoe. They fit true to size. And I even took them on a little spin on the treadmill and they felt really good underneath the foot. I am a huge fan. I will continue to run in them and get the miles on them. And then, you know, Corey will wear them to work too. Yeah, I think we all can safely say we are obsessed with these shoes. So definitely check out the new Elliott Runners again at tracksmith.com. Good stuff there. Let's move on to our second to last segment here. It's the California Interscholastic Federation Championships. This weekend, final California meet of the season at Buchanan High School in Clovis, signaling an end to a very, very busy qualifying process for athletes in the state. What are the top storylines going into CIF? What could we see here, Olivia? So I'm going to talk about a freshman, Kiera Daly of La Jolla. Can she win multiple titles this year? We had a chance to see her in person at the Champ Sports Cross Country Nationals in December. And what was so fascinating when Ashley and I had a chance to interact with her, she was like, both my parents competed at Foot Locker in the 90s. And the fact that she was running back, her parents were so proud of her. And even at the California State Championship, she was the runner up during the cross country season. So I feel like this girl has been lighting up her freshman year in the 400. She has 61 second speed. In the 800, she has 212 speed. And she actually ran that time to win the CIF San Diego section championships. And she even won the 1600 meters at that meet as well with the 442. And this year, she's clocked 450 at Mount Sac. So she leads the freshman class, actually, in the nation in the 1,600 meters and the mile. She is the 29th all-time performance in the mile for the freshman class and 10th fastest for uh, the freshman for the 800 meters as well. So, you know, Miss Daly over here, my eyes are set on her. I feel like she can really do some damage in that 1,600 meters as well at the state level. Going to be prelims and then finals, and yes. she's going to have to go up against our, our lady, Sadie. Yes, Sadie. I'm excited. That's going to be a great race. Absolutely. I think, I think Sadie, this is her time. Yeah. Personally, I think it's her time <laughs> to sign. But I do like a good freshman story. Yes. Ashley, what about you? For me, I think the top storyline has to be how fast is Roderick Pleasant going to go? He has been on a tear this season in the sprints out in California. Just last weekend at the Southern Section Masters Championships, he clocked a 10-14 win legal mark, and that ties his own all-time state record that he set back in 2022 as a junior. He's currently U.S. number two this season. And in my mind, I'm like, can CIF be the moment that he lowers that own state record of his? Um, you know, he went 10.09 wind aided at divisionals leading into masters. So we know he has that speed. Just got to hope and pray that the wind is, you know, staying intact there. And then even in the 202, if you look at the, the state record there, it's 2014, which was set by Michael Norman when he was a high schooler back at the Olympic trials. That one may be hard to get, but I, you know, I could see Pleasant going after that too as well. Um, you know, he's gone under 21 seconds in the 200. Uh, you know, four times this season, I believe, his last four competitions. So I could see where, in a perfect scenario, Pleasant could potentially get to state records this weekend. 
State meet records are, are one to, to keep an eye on, too, as we, as we talked about before the show. 10.30 win legal is the state meet record in the 100. You, you seem assured that he's oh, going yeah. to grab that. Oh, I think that's like a, a, a solid hands down he's going to get that. I think he could easily breeze a, a 10.3 if the wind's good. Okay. Easily breeze. Easily a breeze. A 10.3. Easily. Well, he, I love that, Ashley. He, easily. He is <laughs> in in fantastic form yeah. at the end of the season. It's exactly where he was last year. Now he just needs a little bit of a dip to to, to reach that. Uh, state meet record in the 200 is 20.30 seconds by Michael Norman in 2015, who had probably the best sprint performance all time there in 15, 20.30 and 45.19 in the 400. The reason I say that is because Deshaun Stanley has an opportunity in the 200 and the 400 to go after titles. Uh, University of Utah commit has really dominated in the quarter this year. He's qualified out of the CAF, out of the CIF Los Angeles City section finals a year ago, eighth in the 200, third in the 400. It's, it's you know, the race here is in his wheelhouse. He will go up against Pleasant in the 200. We'll see what he can do because obviously Ple- Pleasant is the favorite. But this year, Stanley went 20.86 seconds. So he's he certainly could win. And in the 400, he's gone under 46. He's gone 45.92, tied for number three. Uh, I'm sorry, number one in the state. Number three, 200 uh, in the state there. So Stanley, really want to see if he can really replicate what Norman did in 2015. Could he go after potentially his 400-meter state meet time of 45.19? To be determined, but that will be a great, great storyline to watch. And all your content, California Miles, but this week they're going to have previews for, for all the ladies and boys heading into the state championships, and then it will be live on Miles, but so d- definitely check that out over the weekend too. Final segment of the day, uh, super, super looking forward to the running lane track championships in Huntsville, Alabama this weekend live on Miles, but it's going to be full of entertainment galore. Uh, we are super ready, uh, and we just need to talk about it real quick. Uh, Ashley, let's start with you. What is your dark horse candidate to maybe become a star next year and who could potentially uh, you know, do really well here? First off, I will say very excited. I know you, myself, and Corey are going to Huntsville, and I'm a huge Huntsville fan, so I'm excited to return. But, you know, looking at these fields, looking at these dark horses, one that really stands out to me is Hannah Stewart out of Canyon High School in Texas. And I know all three of us watched her at the 4A, you know, classification at the UIL Texas State Championships, and she just absolutely dominated the distance events there. And I think she could surprise some people this weekend. She, you know, looking at the state meet races, she really didn't have anyone to push her. I mean, she won these events by, you know, I think she won the 32. She, I mean, she was lapping people there. She clocked 1030 for 3200 meters for a 48 uh, state record there at that meet. And then she also ran 454 for 1600. And so she'll be in those same two events, you know, this weekend at running lane. And I think when she's in an environment where she's, a lot of different, you know, a lot of competition on a national scale where she has people to run with and to work off of. I think that could really push her potentially to some new PRs. 100%. Do you agree? Yeah. Hannah I, Stewart? I'm actually a huge Hannah Stewart fan after, what was that, two weekends ago? Gosh, the weekends blend together. But <laughs> just watching Hannah Stewart at the Texas State Championships was just mind-blowing. So I'm excited that she's going to be at running lane this weekend. Who's your dark horse candidate to be a star next year? My dark horse candidate, I'm going to throw it back to a freshman, Allison Johnson of Creekside out in Florida. 
and she's one of the top runners entered into the mile for this weekend at the running lane track championships this girl has some foot speed though 215 for 800 and she's already clocked a 457 in the mile and the thing is that has been her only mile of the year so over the weekend actually she won the 4a outdoor state titles in the 3200 meters and the 1600 meters with a new lifetime best of 454 there so i talked about this on air with ashley and with you too Corey. like at the texas state meet like the athletes i felt like were setting those personal bets at their regional meet to go on to state levels we saw amazing performances from there so the fact that miss johnson has done that this past weekend and she's looking to contest at running lane i think she's going to shock a lot of people so watch out for this freshman all right two more before we leave uh gotta give it up to the big ice track club uh out of west virginia origins uh winfield high school brayden marshall he won the 1600 meters and 3200 meters at the west virginia state championships recently in 416 and 921 but he's run nine flat officially for the 3200 meter distance and i think here at running lane he should be able to tackle that on the first day of action on friday which is the night of 3200 meters Saturday, going after the mile, end of the night, under the lights. We'll see if he can break 410. I think that's what most boys here are looking to do. Uh, he's got a lot of big potential. Uh, he was at Champ Sports Nationals last year in cross country. Certainly one of the best for West Virginia athletes. But can he get up to Josh Edwards' level by next year? I think that's sort of the, the standard by which all West Virginians now sort of look up to. So we'll see if he can get up there by next year. But I think he's going to be a star. And Ashley, you're a big fan of Big Ice, right? Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Big Ice Track Club. Uh, we're going to see a lot of it this weekend. And then the, the second athlete, Rayleigh Hunt, just keep an eye out for out of New Mexico. Santa Fe, St. Michael's, swept the 800 and the 1600 meters at the New Mexico State Championships, 217 and 512 in, in the 800 and a mile. This is an opportunity for her to really face people she doesn't normally see. And then I think some of those walls can come down for some of her times. And so I think she could be one to watch next year. One last thing for both of you. Uh, Rocky Hansen, 800 meters now, mm -hmm. right? 800 mm -hmm. boys field is looking to be possibly the event of the competition. What do we think Rocky could run in the 800 or anyone else? We got Dawson mm -hmm. Welch in the 800. We got uh, Gottlieb in the 800. We got Michael Woolery in the 800. We got a lot of guys that really could possibly go after 150. I think sub 150 for Rocky. 140, feeling 148. That's Bruin. 148. Is he? Hmm, I'm thinking. Ashley. Maybe like a 149. 149? Okay. Yeah, I think that's a very, you know, that's up at the elite level right there. So I yeah. think, and that's, we haven't seen, we've only seen 141, 148 this season so far. Yeah. We could see it at running lane. Who knows? I'd love to see that. Yeah, this is the atmosphere to do it but at. Definitely, so. sub, definitely sub 150 for sure. Some, yes. That, Br hands down. Brand new track. Uh, a lot of entertainment there. Rocky continues, I think, to at least for me, surprised me on the things that he accomplishes, especially going after a 150. We don't see him at that distance very often. Mm -hmm. So for him to go after a really fast time, I think, um, is impressive in my book. And we'll be curious to see what happens. All right, running lane track championships going to be live on Mile Split. Live on YouTube on Saturday night will be the musical performance of Hello Sister. We're going to go YouTube. Make sure YouTube on Mile Split for that performance. I'll be uh, on. <laughs> yes, I cannot wait. So make sure to stay tuned for all that and all the other content is going to be on milesplit.com this weekend. Thank you for watching another episode of On the Line. We'll be back next Tuesday to talk everything track and field. See ya.